everybody. It's Neil Ronahan here with Nintendo Report, and I'm joined by Andy Gergen. What's up? And this is the first episode of Cube Fight, which is our new GameCube retrospective series where we're going to talk about GameCube games and have them fight each other in front of us for our joy and delight. To the death. Uh, so what that means, uh, we do have an intro uh, podcast if you want to go check that out. But if you don't, then here's the Cliff Notes version. So we're going to talk about two games each episode and occasionally have a year-end wrap-up show of some sorts. And we're going to bicker and argue about those games after we explain what they are and then figure out which one we like the best. Sounds good to me. Yeah, and there's more nuance to that, but we'll we'll get get to it as we go. Look, we're going to keep things a little loose around yeah. here. We're yeah. not going to be too rigid with our structure. That would be a, that would be a little too much to ask, I think. <laughs> So the first two games that we're talking about are the launch titles published by Nintendo. That's Luigi's Mansion and Wave Race Blue Storm. Yeah. So Luigi's Mansion might, uh, I guess at this point, was the weakest game. The weakest Mario game to launch a console because it didn't even star Mario. (laughs) No, no. Luigi's Mansion is, funnily enough, uh, described on Wikipedia as a survival horror game. Which it kind of is. I guess it kind of is. Um, I never thought about it like that, but I've never finished this game, Neil. I can't. I can't believe I'm admitting this to the general Nintendo loving public. But it's only like four uh, hours long. That's why I'm <laughs> holding off. I want to savor those four hours. I'm one of them in. Did Did you ever play uh, Luigi's Mansion Two? Yes, I played uh, Dark Moon all the way through. Yeah, I, I love Dark Moon. I. I think I like Dark Moon ultimately more than Luigi's Mansion, but I I really enjoy this game. I think it still looks really nice even to this mm-hmm. day. Uh, I mean, it's it's a 15 year old game, and that's clear, but it runs runs wonderfully, and it looks really good for the it's for the charming. time and even it's today. very charming. Yes, and I love I love the way that Luigi animates. Uh, seeing this in person at a Toys R Us was part of the reason why I wound up getting a GameCube over a PlayStation Two. Yeah, and and then I didn't buy this game at launch. No, I didn't either. I think honestly, like Rogue Leader, really owned the GameCube launch. Yeah, and that's not, not a game we're going to be talking about because it's not a, a first party game. But uh, I, I ended up with Monkey Ball and Rogue Leader at launch. So Luigi's Mansion is not a game that I played initially, nor is it a game that I ever owned during my initial GameCube possession period. I don't have my original GameCube anymore. I've since sold it bought a Wii, and then bought another GameCube. Um, and I have a copy of the game now, but I never had it during my initial my initial run, so to speak. Yeah, I borrowed a copy of Luigi's Mansion when I had a GameCube. I also, I mean, my GameCube years were uh, when, I think when the GameCube launched, I was in eighth grade. Uh, so that was, you know, high school when I didn't have a lot of money. So it would be like, right. oh, friend has Luigi's Mansion. I will borrow this. I did buy. I think I bought a copy in college. Actually, it might have been for the Radio Free Nintendo Retroactive. Was when I bought my own copy. Uh, I bought my GameCube my fourth year in college, so there's a a, a bit of an age difference there. Um, <laughs> I don't know that that has much to do with like how much Luigi's Mansion would have appealed to us. I mean, by that point, I had been buying Nintendo hardware and software for so long that I I liked you know I liked Mario games a ton. Um, Luigi didn't have any 
notable character to speak of until this game came out. Yeah. Um, I've since become a really big Luigi fan. Like, he is my go-to in Mario Kart. Um, he is one of my go-tos in Smash. Uh, so, if Luigi's Mansion as a brand was launched today, I'd be a lot more receptive to it, I think, than I was in 2001. And I think that kind of proved to me as how excited I was for Dark Moon. Sure. Uh, like, because, I, I mean, for me, Luigi's Mansion, when it came out, it was overshadowed by... You know, oh, Miyamoto's working on Pikmin? Like, that sounds that sounds amazing. Or, right. or Melee, or Rogue Leader, or, for me, Tony Hawk 3. Uh, that game's amazing. There was just so much else at the GameCube launch that Luigi's Mansion, well, I mean, it was still a big new Mario game. It it was like third fiddle. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I think ultimately it, it had a lot of unfair expectations thrown at it. Uh, especially, uh, it was first revealed during Space World 2000. Oh, but boy. it was revealed at Space World 2000 alongside Super Smash Brothers Melee, nice Metroid Prime, Super Mario 128, that like that weird demo that I think eventually became Sunshine, and Zelda 128, which was that infamous um, super realistic demo that then you know didn't turn out to be what the next Zelda game would be. Hmm, interesting. And and when it was first revealed, it was it was just a tech demo. But that was kind of like how I, I don't know if you remember from the Wii U when the Wii U was first re- re- or revealed, E three two thousand eleven. They were like, none of these are games; these are just like playable experiences. And then right. all of those games, be- all of those demos became full games, or at least part of them. Whether it was Nintendo Land, Game and Wario, or even New Super Mario Brothers U. But yeah, then it was it was revealed as a game in two thousand one, and then it came out in Japan in September two thousand one. And the whole development of the game started off uh, at the end of the N64. Like, this was going to be a Nintendo 64 game. Which, I, I guess have a that hard makes time sense. believing that would have worked. But, yeah. I mean, a, a big part of what makes Luigi's Mansion sort of appealing is the visual flair of the GameCube. And also the right analog stick, which I think the, I think the GameCube controller was, in a large way, designed to work with Luigi's Mansion. You, you feel, or you feel like Luigi's Mansion was designed to work with the left analog stick, right yeah. analog stick. Yeah, I, I remember, I think there was like an Electronic Gaming Monthly around that time where they showed like, this is how our reviewer played Luigi's Mansion. And it was like this weird contorted grip where it was like, so that way you could, you know, access, like turn on the flashlight, access the, the second stick. And I remember looking at that and being puzzled and then playing Luigi's Mansion much like I would a normal game. But definitely that, that controller as a whole contributed to making Luigi's Mansion work because it did rely on mm-hmm. that second stick so much. Yeah, which is why on the uh, the new version on 3DS, it was a little bit concerning because there wasn't an obvious second stick to speak of. I mean, I think... Is that game compatible with the, with the Pro? I don't think so. I don't think it is. Despite it was... loving that game, I haven't played it much since I, I, I beat sure. it back when it came out. Sure. So uh, the creative teams behind Luigi's Mansion, we got Miyamoto and Tezuka, 
um, Takashi Tezuka and Shigeru Miyamoto, if, if you don't know who they are. They, they produced it, as they did most Nintendo projects of that time, and most Nintendo projects to this day. The director is Hideki Kano, who, as of right now, I believe he's the head of mobile development at Nintendo. Is DNA developing these games for mobile, or is it done internally? Or is uh, it a it's a mixture of both, from what I've heard. Okay. Like, I think Miitomo was mostly an internal Nintendo project. Okay. With probably, like, I think DNA is doing a lot more of the background. And so, so, this, and so although, although I mentions... believe, I think Yoshio Sakamoto is the director of Miitomo. He's uh, WarioWare, Tomodachi Life, Metroid, like that guy. Okay. Uh, but I know that Kano, uh, about a year or two ago, or I mean, well, when Mobile was announced, it was Kano was heading that department. And, I mean, that kind of follows because... What what he originally started out on was he was the assistant director on Super Mario Brothers 2, which I guess is kind of funny that, like, on the weird offshoot of the Super Mario Brothers series, he would later go on to direct a weird offshoot of the Super Mario <laughs> Brothers series. That's funny. Nice. And then uh, his other directorial credits are on Ice Hockey on the NES, Sim City on the Super Nintendo, Super Ooh. Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo, and he had a hand in every single Mario Kart game except for Double Dash. Interesting. Which is, I mean, Double Dash, and, and we'll get to that, but Double Dash is weird because it's not the core Mario Kart team that worked on that game. Right. Because that was right around the time when they switched to, like, uh, R&D 1 and everything and going into the different EAD groups, which is right. how Nintendo was made up for about a decade until, uh, I guess, in the... Like, in, what, it, two years like ago? Two, I think 2014, 2015, right. where they it's now EPD instead of EAD. And then Kano also directed uh, Yoshi's Island, Yoshi's Story, and he also worked on Super Mario Brothers 3 and Super Mario World underneath, uh, you know, Miyamoto and Tezuka, which were his producers on Luigi's Mansion. And Luigi's Mansion was kind of his last big directorial effort. Uh, there's a number of Nintendo creators that kind of went to producer roles around the same time. Like, for example... E.G. Anuma, the, the Zelda series mastermind for the past 10 mm. to 15 years. I Although I think he still technically directed Twilight Princess. It was, you know, that transition of no longer were these people credited as directors. They went to a producer role. Sure. But, yeah, that's, uh, I think that's enough minutia about, about a specific guy. There's, I guess, uh, if you're listening to this and you want to know way more about the Luigi's Mansion development staff, uh, before when this... When this podcast was a little bit more formless, uh, I, I did way too much research on everybody. Uh, other people that worked on this game, um, some of them went on to work on the Zelda series. Some of them went on to work on Steel Diver and Star Fox games. Uh, one of the guys went on to work on the 3DS eShop and Friends List. Oh, wow. But, interesting. But, yeah. and uh, Well, actually, well, no, here's here's a pretty interesting note as we are... Uh, when this comes out, we don't know anything about the NX. Uh, one of the guys who was an assistant director, Kayoshi Mizuki, uh, his current role is deputy general manager. As of uh, this was from the EPD EAD to EPD shift, uh, and he's probably working on apps for the NX mostly because his background is the Wii Shop channel, personal trainer walking the Wii U eShop Miiverse, so. That's an interesting uh, collection of credits right there, i got to be honest. Yeah. And but, yeah, uh, we worked on Luigi's Mansion. And Double Dash as well. So, huh. yeah. Well, well, 
we'll probably be talking about Mizuki uh, a little bit more down the line. But, but yeah, that's a. Uh, I think that's that's a bunch about Luigi's Mansion. Uh, if you want to look for any of the time coverage of Luigi's Mansion, we've got a bunch of it because we were we started this playing at GameCube. This was a big deal. I think Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's Mansion was our first GameCube review. Mm-hmm. Um, as I mean, probably a lot of sites it was their first review. It was also it was very close to almost being our first review period, because I think that our first review might have been Super Mario Advance in like June two thousand one, right, or whatever it came out in Japan. But our first review from Luigi's Mansion is is by our our founder Billy Berghammer on September twenty sixth two thousand one, and he gave it a seven out of ten. Um, I guess he reviewed, giving... the, he reviewed the Japanese version. Then, yes, didn't he? yeah, because that was a uh, Crazy Billy. Crazy Billy was in Japan. Yeah, um, and he was he was there for the GameCube launch in Japan. Let's let's like what, what were some of his pros and cons? Did we even have pros and cons back then? Too short is some of the, way too short. That's a second con. <laughs> Very minor graphical issues. So I, I, I guess the uh, the big problem there is the fact that it was a very short short game. Yeah, I remember people saying the game felt more like a tech demo. Yeah, and uh, I don't think that's. I mean, it's the kind of thing that, like, now that it's a game that you can kind of find for like fifteen bucks, it's awesome. But I think mm. if I bought a brand new system and bought this game for fifty dollars, probably feel a little pissed off if I finished it in like four or five hours. I think this game goes for about twenty or thirty oh, okay. on the used market. I feel I like think... I, I could be wrong. That's based off of the, the store that's close to me, but I feel yeah. like they had a couple of copies, and then they tend to go. They tend to start at thirty and go up from there. Yeah. So uh, our other reviews of Luigi's Mansion. We have Rick Powers gave it an 8.5. Uh, this was around the North American launch. That's where all three of these other reviews are from. And Michael TYP Cole, still with the site to this very day, also gave it an 8.5. And uh, his nickname, if you didn't know, it's TYP. It's the Younger Plumber. So his uh, opinion on Luigi games is always very valuable. He is predisposed to appreciate them, I would and say. And I'm, I'm going to butcher this dude's name, uh, Mike Herseki. Um it's H R U S E C K Y. I'm probably saying it wrong. Sorry, Mike. But he gave it an eight out of ten. Yeah, I think those reviews all seem about spot on. Yeah, like I, I mean, we'll we'll get to we'll get to our ratings of the games later. But mm-hmm. while while I do really enjoy Luigi's Mansion, it's it's very much something that I look back on as like, well, that was fun. It wasn't amazing, but it it was fun. Sure. Yeah. So All right, what's next? Wave Race Blue Storm. I like Wave Race Blue Storm. So I played I, it for the first time like a couple days ago. Yeah, uh, I I bought Wave Race Blue Storm not, and so I got my system initially Christmas uh, two thousand one. Once again, as we were talking before, I was I was in eighth grade. I didn't. I asked for it for Christmas. I hoped uh, my parents got me one, so that was great. Uh, I got Melee, Batman Vengeance, and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three, uh, which I, I was very happy with. One all of those three, three those is games. not like the other. <laughs> I mean, I mean, no, I mean Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yeah, I guess Batman Vengeance was the weak one of the, the right. group, but that was Batman the Animated Series in video game form. Still, don't really have any ill will against that game it's not a good game i saw a copy of batman dark tomorrow on store shelves the other that's day that's a bad game seriously consider picking it up game. it's terrible uh, batman vengeance is is like a weird game mm-hmm. 
But, I mean, it's you got Kevin Conroy, you got uh, Mark Hamill as the Joker. There's a lot of good in there on the periphery. So let's talk about Wave Race Blue Storm, because I hadn't played it until I got my copy just a couple of days ago. Uh, I played a lot of Wave Race 64, um, and, I, and I liked it. I don't know why I didn't pick up Blue Storm, other than, you know, it's not a game that I was really looking forward to. It's just a game that I enjoyed the old one. You know um, why I probably, because I ended up, I got Wave, I, with, with Christmas money that year, I got Wave Race Blue Storm and Pikmin, like a couple mm-hmm. days after Christmas. I probably got Wave Race Blue Storm because I was really into extreme sports games at the time. Yeah, that would do it. Probably the entire reason. There's there's a lot about Wave Race Blue Storm that I think works really well, and I know one of the complaints in the game was the um, among reviewers. I, I read some reviews. Uh, is the um, the voice the the guy the person who like that coaches voice. you? I think it works really really well. I think it's a good. It's, it's well done. It's a nice touch. Like it actually, you actually feel like um, it's a legitimate coach. Like they, it feels like they're coaching you. I think it's I think it's really well done. The, the game is difficult. It's really hard to to steer your little uh, jet ski. Um, it I it, it took me about twenty minutes to adjust to the controls, but uh, once I got once I got the hang of it, I really really enjoyed it. And honestly, like I would love to have another one of these on 3ds. I think I think I'm I'm past the point of wanting to spend hours in front of my console on a racing game. Um, the number of hours I put into Mario Kart the last iteration probably would would explain that to you as well. I just don't play those kinds of games on consoles anymore. If I was in a dorm or something like a, like a situation where I was playing a lot of local multiplayer, that would be one thing, but I'm I'm not. So I think a 3ds wave race would be killer. I'd love to see something like that. Even like an eShop game. New, new wave race period is all I'd really like to see. So there is one thing that after we finish this, you should probably look it up. So about that voice, there was, uh, I'm looking at a Kotaku article from 2010 about this, uh, but there is an Easter egg in there that unlocks, uh, like an, an asshole voice. Really? Uh, so, so here's some of the quotes of, you don't have an inferiority complex, you're just inferior, or, sarca- <laughs> or uh, ooh, a turbo. Uh, there's also, you must have a sixth sense because there's no sign of the other five. Your wins are like diamonds, very rare. <laughs> um, so yeah, I might, uh, I'm gonna leave That's this awesome. open, and after we're done, I'm gonna send it over to you. Uh, and and apparently the turbo becomes a little girl's voice saying "meow meow." I'll take it. That sounds wonderful. So so yeah, like uh, I I like I really do love the, I love the style of this game, and it's and, I mean it's something that carried through Wave Race and 1080. Uh, well, we'll talk about 1080 Avalanche in in like a year or two. I don't know. Whenever we get right. there, I think that's a 2003, 2004 game. Uh, but I, I mean, I played a lot of this game. I never played multiplayer in it. Um, but I just, it, there was something very fun and kind of soothing about the the really beautiful water graphics, uh, just the the chill environment of it. Which I feel weird calling it chill because the game's hard as shit. Well, it's based on an extreme sport. But you're right, like. The way you the way you rock off those waves, it kind of reminds me of Hydro Thunder in a way. But like the yeah, way you rock totally. off those those waves, it it feels authentic. Like they got the physics right. Like it may not be perfect, and clearly, once again, it's a fifteen year old game, and you can tell this. But uh, yeah. the game when you're when you're in the game, it feels right. Uh, and there's something relaxing about that about the idea that that you're 
going through an authentic experience and you know the idea of kind of the the bounce off those waves is is relaxing to me yeah and i and i just and i mean there's something like every now and then i'll get into a racing game that's very like i i mechanical like i, I don't know if that because like this is very much it's like yeah you are racing other people but your goal is to basically just weave around those bowie those buoys as fast as you can right. and try to cut turns as tight as you can try to look for shortcuts mm-hmm. whatever you can and there's something that becomes a, like a, a personally challenging experience to me it feels more organic um, like, than mechanical yeah yeah but that was a, or, organic and, is a good way of describing the racing in that game it becomes difficult to be mechanical when the the every every race is a bit random because you don't know how the waves are going to treat you. Yep. You can't, yeah, you can't just predictably different, different weather effects too. Yeah. Yeah. The weather effects too. Like it, it's hard to get really, really good at this game. You have to get good at the, the art of racing in the water rather than memorizing the tracks. I think. So, uh, it, this was developed by NST, which is uh, Nintendo Software Technology, based out of Redmond, Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now the Mario versus Donkey Kong house mm-hmm. uh, at this point. But back, back, back then, they made games. Run entirely than... by minis. Yes. Uh, so it was directed by Shigeki Yamashiro, who's one of the few major names from the development staff that's still even at Nintendo. Uh, he's as far as I know, he's still at NST. He's listed as a producer on basically everything that they've done since Wave Race Blue Storm. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the other guys that worked on this game, uh, like the director is Josh Atkins, who spent time working at Microsoft Game Studios and even worked on like Fable 2. And now he's the VP of Creative Development at 2K Games. Huh. So, so the director of Wave Race Blue Storm is now like, I don't know, Working on the next Borderlands somehow as an executive. That's kind of crazy. Uh, and my favorite thing about the staff of Wave Race Blue Storm is one of like the design leads, Steve Bolander. Uh, so he worked at Nintendo from like 99 to 2002 at NST. Then he spent a year or so at Microsoft Game Studios, early Xbox years. Worked at Sony Computer Entertainment for a couple years. And then... Like, uh, if you look at his LinkedIn profile, he's like a a trucker or or some sorts after those years at Sony. And now he owns a woodworking company and he makes Adirondack chairs. (laughs) Like, I, I, when I first uncovered this, I, I was like, I kind of, I kind of want to order an, I want to get an Adirondack chair from a dude who worked on Wave Race Blue Storm. (laughs) Like, I, I think I need to try to do this. That's great. Uh, but yeah, he's like based out of based out of San Diego. He's he owns a woodworking company. Uh, as as far as it seems, it's you know still still around. It's been like three four years that he's been doing that. So huh. so I, I I love that about Wave Race That's Blue Storm. Crazy. But I I think it's uh I, I think the likelihood of a, a follow up to this game. I mean, you need to get a completely new group of people because really none of the people behind the wave race and the 1080 games are around anymore. Yeah. I would still love to see it. I mean, you're right. They're too busy making the same games over and over again. Yeah. Not to put too much, not to put too much commentary on (laughs) this, but 
I would be very surprised if they ever made another Wave Race game. Um, but I loved the N64 one. I enjoyed what I've played so far of the GameCube one. I look forward to digging a little, digging more in a little bit uh, as time allows. But um, I would love to see a follow-up. I think it's perfect for 3DS. Even without the, the vibration, I think the 3DS is a really good platform for it, especially because yeah. of the 3D. I think the water splashing onto the camera, I mean, come on, how awesome would that be? There, there are, uh, there are, what's it, Aquamoto Racing 3D, which I, I remember playing at one point. Uh, it's not bad. Yeah. But I mean, it tries, tries to do something of this. It's an indie game. I think like the company's like Nordics Games or something like that. I might, it's probably not it. Uh, but I mean, you don't really see this game show up that often anymore. And it's very much a bummer. Sure, sure. Because I would, I would love to see more wave race, but but who knows? I mean, that's that's going to be a running thread throughout all of Cube Fight is talking about games that we wished got made still to this day. They don't make them like that anymore. Yeah. Still. So so Luigi's Mansion versus Wave Race, they. These two games really could not be any any different. Um, yeah, I would say that you know Wave Race has obviously a lot more uh, replay value than Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's Mansion, you know, you go in there, you you play through the story once. Maybe you go back in there and find some extra collectibles, but um, yeah, because you can you could get the biggest house at the end by getting all the money. Yeah. Uh, but Wave Race, I, has... I never did that. I I've, I've beaten Luigi's Mansion twice, but. Mostly because, like, time passed, and I was like, oh, yeah, this game. Sure. I can beat it quickly. I don't even know where to start on comparing these two things. They don't... They're, <laughs> they're not inherently com- comparable. Yeah. Uh, I would say from a visual standpoint, they're both good. Wave Race has some really amazing water graphics and water physics, too. Um, yep. That's one of the things that Wave Race stood out for at the time. Um, the water visuals are just really wonderful. I mean, some of the some of the environments aren't that spectacular. I like like Dolphin Cove is just a pretty generic looking beach with dolphins in it. Although I do appreciate the name Dolphin Cove, I must say. Um, oh man, Dolphin Fight would have been a great name for this with podcast. <laughs> oh well, I think that one that maybe that's cutting a little too yeah, deep. Maybe. Let us know. Uh, email CubeFight at NintendoReport.com. Subject line. Let us know if you want us to change this name to Dolphin Subject Fight. Subject line Dolphin Fight. Tweet at us with hashtag Dolphin Fight. Yeah, I just I don't even know where to start. The 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 gameplay in both of these games feels pretty refined. <laughs> I would say that, you know, I feel like Wave Race has, you know, it's a more difficult game, certainly. Um, it has the benefit of having Wave Race 64 come before sure. it, though. Although I don't even... I need, to, I need to double check this. I'm pretty sure Wave Race 64 was internal Nintendo, not NST. Gotcha. Because I think NST, when NST started, I think they just, like, made a bunch of... Game Boy Color game, like that that uh, the, the Bionic Commando game. I think there's like the Fizanadu port too. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, Wave Race 64 was Nintendo EAD. Uh, Aguchi, wow. Uh, Katsuyu Aguchi was a director of Wave Race 64. Uh, he's the Animal Crossing guy. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, I think he's now, he's the head of EPD. Yeah, yeah. He's now in the, the Miyamoto role. He's the head guy. Yeah, interesting. Well, then he should make a new wave race game. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe like that's his like. All right, Miyamoto's out of here. New wave race now. 
Well, do we want to move into our to our ratings? I don't know. I don't know what what else we could say from a comparison standpoint. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I guess we should explain the ratings. So, how we're going to try to figure out who wins this is we have three different categories that we will rate zero to ten. Are we allowing for points, or or is it just like? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I would 10. say go where or your heart feels. Like, just go with your gut. If you if you feel like you, there, there's a point in there, then, then if you feel like it's like a six point five, go ahead and like, do a six point five. With... I would say don't reach okay, for the I'm points get... though. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna not try to use those, but we'll see what happens. So we have three categories that we're gonna rate zero through ten. The first is legacy slash importance. The second is the test of time, aka how does it hold up, and the third and final one is fun factor, which. That's just kind of like, like okay, you know, it didn't really hold up that well. It no one really cares about it anymore. But I really love. Yeah, it. it's really just a measure so of how there. much do you, how much how important is this game to you? How much do you like it? Right? Yeah. It's not something. It's not measurable. It's, it's arbitrary. But like, so is this entire thing. So. Yeah. All right. So so I guess how do we want to reveal these? Should we just go like one by one? So for if if it's not too obvious, if if anybody who's listening to this has ever listened to the podcast uh, Doughboys. I'm I'm taking this rating system directly from a thing they did recently where they rated fast food chains in the month of March and called it Munch Madness. Uh, so, so the way that they did it was they <laughs> uh, they would just each each of the hosts would go through all of the ratings for each um, each of the two candidates, and at the very end, we'll reveal the winner by saying the name of the game that we choose simultaneously to see where we stand. And if it turns out we disagree. Well, then we'll figure that out when we get there. All right. So why don't you go first uh, and give both of these games their their, their ratings? Okay. So um, I guess, yeah, yeah, I'll just go go one. So for Luigi's Mansion, uh, for Legacy and Importance, I'm giving it about a six. Um, And I think think this is going to be the kind of thing where overall with these ratings, I'm probably going to be way harsher on them at first and probably loosen up over time. Sure. Because I feel like a six is kind of harsh for Luigi's Mansion, but like I think the legacy of this game is really only felt in Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Yeah, like I don't think there's much else that like happened in Luigi's Mansion other than like I guess like the like Egad shows up in Sunshine, and the Poltergust shows up as like you know a final smash for Luigi. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's really it. Like a lot of that didn't go forward. Like I kind of wish it did because I like the world of Luigi's Mansion a mm-hmm. lot, but but it. But the legacy of it is just kind of like, eh. The Test of Time, I gave also gave it a 6. Because I think that, it like, visually it still looks very good. But I think it suffers a little bit from the, the, the early third game. Or early third. Early 3D games kind of suffering from, like, getting used to the controls and the way those elements work. I think there's times where Luigi feels a little stiff. Um, and I think that Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon kind of proved to me, like, here's a modern way to, to handle that. And for fun factor, I gave it an 8. Because I really like this game. It's a lot of fun. Heck yeah, I'm with you on that. Alright, and then should I should I do Wave Race as well? And then you'll Yeah, go, go ahead and do go ahead and do Wave Race and then I'll go I'll, I'll do both of them. Okay. So for Wave Race Blue Storm, for legacy and importance, I gave it a four. I didn't want to give it a four, but that's what I had to do. Because after this I feel like we might be the only person talking about Wave Race Blue Storm in the past five it's years. It's really hard to argue that Wave Race Blue Storm has a legacy. Yeah. Its legacy um, is the, uh, that launch game that no one remembers. Yeah. And and you know what's funny? Guess what Wave Race 64's legacy is? Wave Race Blue Storm. No, that launch game that no one remembers. Oh, sure, yeah. That was a launch or, or was, game, too? No, no, 
No, no, no. I think Wave Race. I think Wave Race was year one. Okay. Though. Yeah, that sounds. It was about very right. early. That sounds about right. Yeah, because I think I think launch day was just Pilot Wings of Mars sixty four. Yeah. Um. But anyway, uh. But yeah, Wave Race sixty four mm. was also a game that came out very early that people forgot. Sure. And that's that's Wave Race Blue Storm in a nutshell. Which I guess maybe the fact that it it doesn't doesn't have a legacy is maybe that's why we haven't seen a Wave yeah. Race in fifteen years. <laughs> Test of time, how it holds up, I gave it a 7. Because I think this still holds up reasonably well as a as a water racing game. I can't really think of another, like, you know, jet ski racing game that's better than this. But I also think that maybe, like, there's a hard limit to, like, how good a jet ski racing game can be. And I think that hard limit might be close to Wave Race Playstorm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't argue fun with that. Factor, fun factor, I gave it a 7. Um... I had a lot of fun with this game back in the day. I'll be honest when I'm at like, cause I played it a lot in 2001, 2002. Um, a couple years ago, I popped it in, like burned through a lot of the courses in it and was like, Oh, this game's pretty great. Outside of those two instances, I don't think I've ever really thought of it that much. Uh, but I, but I do very much enjoy wave race blue storm, but I guess I enjoy Luigi's mansion a little more. Luigi's mansion stuck with me more. Sure. So, I guess if we go on the raw average of that, I think I think Luigi's Mansion's up ahead, but but that doesn't guarantee it guarantees nothing of what I'll go. Yes. Okay, so I'll hop in here and uh, I'll stick with I'll start with uh, Luigi's Mansion and go with the legacy and importance. And uh, I, I think you're right in that the game itself doesn't have a large legacy from a like sequel standpoint. I will say it has a large legacy from Luigi standpoint. Luigi's personality effectively started in Luigi's Mansion. So I'll, I'll I'll give this an eight for for uh for legacy, if only because the character of Luigi really started here. Um, test of time, I, I I don't think the original Luigi's Mansion really holds up that well. Um, I think in addition to being an early 3D game, it's also a launch game, and that has its own set of problems. Uh, there's like not a lot you can do with like camera inversion. There's not a lot of options in general. Um. I think that the the existence of Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon proves that there's a lot better way to do some of the things that were done in Luigi's Mansion. Yep. So I would say test of time. I'm going to give Luigi's Mansion. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a six. It's not right, terrible, so but it, but yeah. it, it holds up in in, in a, really well in some aspects and really poorly in others. I'm gonna. I I, I think that Luigi's Mansion is perfectly playable in 2016. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, fun factor, I'm going to give Luigi's... I'll stick with you. I'll, I'll go with your rating of an 8. I think that's a good fun factor for Luigi's Mansion. It's it's still fun to watch Luigi, watch his breath fog as, 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 as he's breathing in the mansion. I think it's yeah. still fun to listen to him hum the theme as he's wandering the hallways. There's a lot of really awesome touches about Luigi's Mansion that... I'm, just I'm, make the I'm game. kind of sad right now that we never talked about the Luigi's Mansion music. It's so good. It's fantastic. It's so good. I... I... I had a, I guess it would have been E3 2012. That was when Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon was playable. And I just remember, like, everybody on the staff was humming the... And, like, it kept up where, like, I think even, like, whenever I would see, like, Jared or... or No, I guess Justin wasn't on staff then. But whenever I'd see Jared after that, like, for a Nintendo event in the city or something... Is there a, it would come up and we just, dun, dun, is there a Luigi's dun, dun, Mansion dun, dun, Smash dun, stage? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, it's the one where like the the mansion crashes around okay, you. Okay. It's not on 3ds though. That? It's only on Wii U, isn't it? Yeah, 
Or was that was that one only in Brawl? I don't know. No, no, no. I think it was. I think it's Wii U. There's there's an awesome Luigi's Mansion Mario Kart stage in DS. Oh yeah, I love That's that so one. All right, Wave Race Legacy and Importance. Um, it is really hard to think that uh, Wave Race has a legacy. I, I will agree with you. I'll give it a four as well. Um, it's too bad. I would love to see more games like this from Nintendo. I can't count the number of times you and I have had the conversation about how Nintendo used to make sports games and they, they don't anymore. This is a conversation that will be uh, the focus of our NBA Courtside 2002 episode <laughs> of that, I am certain. Um, and and also our Nintendo Pennant Chase ba- oh, Damn it, no, it never came no, out. Nope, sad, sad, <laughs> sad. Test of time for Wave Race Blue Storm. I think it holds up okay, but there are... Th- Things that are expected of modern racing games that um, this is lacking. I mean, it doesn't have online play, obviously, but uh, it holds up okay. I think what is there is still really playable. Um, I'll, 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 I'll give it a I'll give it a seven. I think we're about we're about on the same wavelength there, aren't we? Fun factor, yeah. uh, I really do like Wave Race, and I would like to see another game in the series someday. Um, that said, racing games only do so much for me. I they're, they're fun to pass the time with. They're not things I put a lot of time into in general. Uh, for me, the fun factor, I will go with a, I'll go with a six on a Wave Race. And honestly, like th- th- those, those ratings are lower than I was expecting, having played it the other day. Uh, I walked away from from my time with the game a couple days ago, thinking, "Man, this was way more fun than I thought it was going to be." Yeah. So uh, it, it's it's a good game. I don't I don't I, I feel like those ratings don't 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 indicate that, but I really did enjoy it, and I would love to see a return uh, for this kind of game. I, I also played a lot of Hydro Thunder when I was in when I was in college. I really loved Hydro Thunder, and I wish there was a Hydro Thunder game on a N- Nintendo platform, but. That that would be very that would be cool. nice. We didn't um, uh, we didn't we didn't touch on the review on NintendoWorldReport.com from oh, uh, what what was it back in two thousand one? It was Justin Nation Justin. gave us the review. Uh, he he apologized for the delay of the review because it wasn't at launch. It was a month later. It was right before Christmas two thousand one. Uh, he gave it an eight out of ten. Yeah, and a lot of his complaints are that the learning curve of the controls were really high. That was something that I remember back in the day. People were really upset about with this game. Yeah. It was just that the controls were hard to figure it's, out. It's but challenging. Yeah, uh, but but I think that was part of why I liked it because it took me a while to kind of beat my head against it. It never feels unfair. It, it just feels yeah. like it, it, it's, it's a nice reminder this that better. this is the kind of thing that's not easy to do. Yeah. yeah, and people were also upset because a lot of the courses were uh, like remakes and redos of Wave Race sixty four levels. Oh, interesting. But I mean, back then the graphics were incredible. I I still think they're pretty fantastic. Yep. Good frame rate, uh, and and the the idea that you know you'd get like a unique race every time was a big deal as well. Sure, sure. But yeah, uh, and I think that kind of sums up how I feel about Wave Race Blue Storm. I think I think back in two thousand one, probably would have given it like an eight out of ten, just like Justin. I think now, like I'd probably lean more towards like a, a six or a seven if we were to if this were to like ever come to Virtual Console or something. Yeah, I'd probably be a little lower on I think it I probably than I would have been somewhere in the seven five launch. range in my head. Um, yeah. But this is the time where we decide in unison which is the game to advance. So let's All count right. to three. Back back from three to one and on zero, we will both say the name of the game that we think advances. And if we, we disagree, right. 
and I don't think we're going to, but if we, if we, we disagree, then... Uh, I, you know what? I thought going into this there was a little doubt getting to this rating part. There's no doubt. No, I don't think so, so either. So I guess you, you count us down. All right, here we go. Three, two, one... Luigi's, Luigi's Mansion. Mansion. There it is. Yep. All right. It's uh, it's still it's the right choice. I don't think it's quite a slam dunk. But like I, I think that Wave Race had had some fight in this. I really thought I might pick Wave Race until we started until we started actually talking about Luigi's Mansion. I forgot how much yeah. fun that game is. It's so charming. It's really great. So so that means uh, so that does it for the first episode of Cube Fight. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, feel free to send us any feedback to CubeFight at NintendoRollReport.com. Uh, if you want to see us uh, continue to do this and not run out of steam, <laughs> and uh, and just support Nintendo World Report in general and support getting other shows and stuff like this, uh, hit up our Patreon. Uh, it's Nintendo World Report's Patreon. I really should have some kind of easy URL, but Google's a thing out there. All right, Neil. One down. Yeah, so that means uh, as the winner of the first one, Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's Mansion will go on to be a part of an end-of-the-year 2001 vote. Against one other uh, game. Against the, 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 the winner of Pikmin and Super Smash Bros. Melee, which, that's going to be a doozy, yeah. but I almost feel like we're going to get through that discussion and be like, oh no, like, Melee was the clear winner all along. But... But, but in my mind right now, I think it's way closer. Oh, I don't know that. I don't know that I'm... I don't know that Melee is my go-to on that one. Uh, Melee know, is a game that is and very Especially knowing me, but, you. But Pikmin is a game that is very, very near and dear to me. Um, yeah. And we'll, we'll talk about that more later. Yeah. It'll be that'll interesting. Be, that'll be a fun episode. So stay tuned to that. Uh, coming sometime in the near future. Uh, well, we don't really have a release schedule planned for these. But minimum one a month. So... Stay tuned to episode two coming soon. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Bye.